Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Oh, you should have accepted my offer, James. <laughs> Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. And therefore incapable of being executed. I need you to prove he's faking it. Edward? I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm not Edward. I'm a demon. Demons aren't really a thing. What happened to Edward? We own him. We? He's a master manipulator. You have your head so twisted around you think you're the killer, not him. And give me something to make me believe you. Prove to me you're a demon. It's probably just a coincidence. I want to talk to the real Edward. Makes me do that. <laughs> I can't stop him. I need you to see something. He got a fan. Did the same thing with all his victims. Help me! I'm trying to, Edward, but you have to answer my questions. You have to tell me the truth. It won't let me! Take him go away. Take him go away. Yes? No. It's starting to happen. Can you feel it, James? Can you feel it? It's time we tell you exactly what it is that we'd like you to do. <laughs> you know, I probably won't complain when I get to heaven. I'll just be happy I got there. But if I had a complaint to be like, how come gifts and talents are not spread out more evenly? Uh, I happen to be really good at cornhole. And that, you was, are good at cornhole. that was the gift I was given. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've taken that as far as I can. Today's today's uh, uh, guest, uh, star of this movie, played Edward in there. The most incredible piece of acting I've ever yeah, seen in, in my in, entire life. But on the side, he's also a fourth degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's an author. He's a writer. And just an incredible, incredible man. Sean Patrick Flannery. Man, that's a heck of an introduction. Thank you. Kind oh. words. Welcome. You know, sometimes you know you, you hear like the guys on Boys to Men sing or something. I'm like, if I could sing like that, I would never talk again the rest of my <laughs> life. I just sing everywhere. I, every word came out of my mouth. You you see these kind of kind of giftings, but you know, wow. Even you've got to be sitting there in your chair, even watching this trailer, and just be thinking, is that me? You know, <laughs> I mean that, that is it's like the ultimate example of acting. That's not you. You, you you literally portrayed a character that was so believable that it makes me nervous sitting here talking to you. You know, I, I, I appreciate it. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to pull back the curtain and show that there's a, a, a tiny little, tiny little wizard that's an inch tall, but realistically, <laughs> I, I, 
I was acting, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I, I hear these stories all the time where people, you know, they channeled something or they really became this character. I didn't become anybody. I was acting the whole time. After cut, my phone would ring. My kids would be on the phone. We'd laugh and we'd giggle and we'd chat and we'd FaceTime. I'd put it down. They'd say action. And I'd start acting again. I hear all these, you know, was it difficult to to shake the character once you rapped? No, I went out and ate pizza. And I, and I, <laughs> and I called my, my wife and we FaceTimed. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know any other way to do it. And maybe... And maybe maybe people with a different process are, are, are better than me, but I hear those I hear those stories, and uh, it, it's uh, you know when, when when you have a script that's that good, it really is an instruction manual for how to design a character. Everything that I needed was in between fade in and fade out, and it was just, it, it, it was an amazing opportunity for me because I, I think I told you guys before th- those scripts usually go to a list actors. They don't go and and maybe that's why they have some process that may, maybe it makes it better but the only one i know how to do is act which is make believe i'm pretending uh, and there's never a part of me lost my roots are deep in the ground i know who i am i didn't sacrifice a part of my soul or anything like that man well, i tell you it was wow. very impactful and yeah. you know david kind of mentioned it earlier um i don't i really don't like horror movies horror movies after i get done i have a lot of fear um, I do have a lot of ugh, like I feel kind of ugh. You don't really like scary commercials. I don't like scary commercials. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't feel that way at all with this. It was actually very impactful uh, to me. I was like, man, it made me want to kind of examine my life and be a better person and be aware of kind of the things around me. And you did such a great job because there was nothing in there was no crutches in this movie at all that made the character of Edward or Nefarious. Um, you know, bad, look bad, but your acting was so good that you were really scared of that character. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I mean, that, that's, 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 those are very, very kind words. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of the goal. That's what you, you know, you hope to, to, to happen. Um, and I, I, I hope people believe what we did in the movie. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was it's huge. phenomenal. It's, got, it's, it's hard for a comedian to have the same impact, make people laugh without like shock humor mm-hmm. or without swear words. You know, that's why when you see a, a Jerry Seinfeld, it's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. You know, or, or maybe Jim mm-hmm. Gaffigan. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, it's because it's, it, it, there's a punch. You drop an F-bomb on a line and it has a little more punch to mm-hmm. it. It's easier to get the laugh because there's a level of discomfort in the audience. You know, and Quentin Tarantino and others have their way of, 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 you know, making things happen and that's their art, not to take anything away from that. But to have the impact on the audience where, like I use an example, like Kevin Costner, for some reason, sometimes if I'm watching him, he's a baseball player. I don't know. I just buy it. He's a baseball player. You see him in Yellowstone. Nah, he's really, and it just kind of, it always just seems like that. He transcends that. I, I struggle a little bit. You know, Keanu Reeves, I still got Bill and Ted locked in there a little mm-hmm. bit, no matter if he's Neo, you know, just some things kind of, kind of carry over. Uh yeah, John Wick. It's like I still got. There's a little Bill and Ted. I can kind of see that, no matter what. But in your in your process here, there was nothing that came out other than like I think I there, that's a demon talking to me right now. <laughs> you know for sure. It was just it was just really believable the way that you presented. And that. I think what's interesting too about that, Sean, was that nefarious. You're like, okay, that is really bad. But there was almost a I feel sorry yeah, for Edward. Very much so. A lot of empathy for that man. Yeah. Which was really interesting because obviously you're the same person, but playing two different characters within that. Well, I thought thought it was 
you know, important that uh, everybody identifies with Edward Wayne Brady, uh, the guy that's convicted of numerous heinous murders and the demon that he claims to have possessed him. You know, I, if 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 he's telling the truth, they have to be two people. Yeah. They have to be mm-hmm. separate entities. Otherwise, I, I don't think the attorney sitting across the table would have bought it at all. But I'll tell you, honestly, w- when that script fell in my lap, it was one of the best, most surgically written scripts I'd ever read. And it is a roadmap for exactly how to design a character. I, I honestly, I sat in the chair and I said the words. I, I don't get enough scripts that are that well crafted. And that is one of them. And that's a testament. Man, and we had the opportunity to, to interview. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. I changed two syllables in the entire script. And that's incredibly rare. Most actors, they, you know, they, they, they adjust the dialogue to fit the cadence of their speech. They're, they're, the way that they enunciate words, how it rolls off the tongue. I changed two syllables. It was that damn near flawless. Wow. wow. You know, because we had the, inter- the opportunity to interview Carrie and Chuck, uh, who were the writers, producers, directors of that movie, and two very impressive men. But, yeah. man, they really, really like you. They had an opportunity to work with you in the past. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I worked with them in 2004. And I had a wonderful time working with them. I mean, look, I, I, I don't I don't have any burnt bridges. I, I, I Everybody I've met in this industry in 30 years, I've made so many friends, which is crazy. We could talk about that. I have so many friends at, through years of this. But two of the people that I loved working with, not just on a personal level, but creatively, were Chuck and Carrie. We did a film in 2004. And at the culmination of that film, I told them, Guys, I love doing this, and I would do a Fruit Loops commercial with you two cats. <laughs> and, and I meant it. I meant it. Well, they never forgot that. And a year and a half ago, they called, and they said, Flannery, we got a Fruit Loops commercial. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> well, let's go shoot it, man. I said, oh, well, let's go shoot it. And they said, we got a script. Let me, let me send it to you. Tell us what you think. And I read it, and obviously, it moved me so much that I kept on going. One yeah. of the best things ever read bar none without question the most just just perf- perfectly sculpted character that fell in my lap to play and like i said those roles go to a-list celebrities not to me and i read it and i called them back and i said i'm in when do we start shooting this and oddly enough they said well we got to ask you a question which role do you want to play and i said i i i'd like to play nefarious and they said thank god okay we we're hoping you said and we went and we shot it and this experience was no different than 2004. I had a wonderful time with them. I honestly believe that they are two of the best filmmakers, writers, directors in the entire city of Los Angeles, in the entire nation. Wow. I, I, I don't, they don't have 12 TV series going at the same time. Uh, they're, they're, they are two of the, the, the real creative geniuses. You hear people throw that term around a lot in 30 years. Those are the two dudes that I would point to when I hear that term, creative genius. Man, that's incredible. Well, it, it, that's the thing that I think as as, as movie fans, it, we've been frustrated with for a number of years that you look forward to going to the movies, and mm-hmm. it's you know, uh, and and these movies are all great, but you get a little tired of like, okay, Shrek nine and Fast and Furious nineteen and everything. It's kind of like, is there not one guy in Hollywood writing something original? I think there's probably thousands. They're probably frustrated like. 
why they got a remake of Starsky and Hutch or something. And like, I've got this gem sitting here, you know, like there's probably all these great screenplays and probably there's not the, you know, studios with the guts to try, you know, something original. You've been a part of a lot of original kind of, kind of stories, you know, in the past though, um, they threw out for a couple of examples, powder, you know, that's, that there's not, I remember that movie. That was, what was like probably back in 1995, wasn't it? Around that time. It was back. It was 95. And I it remember early, it. Early, we're married I mean, '93. That so was, it was some early great there. acting as well. You did an incredible job. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you know, like I said, these roles don't fall on my lap. You know, one of your goals when you pack up your car and you move out to LA is to eventually get a role like this. Well, in my career, luckily enough, I had two of them: Powder and I had Nefarious. Two times that gem of a role fell in my lap, and uh, I, I'm incredibly grateful because it, it, it it's rare that you get an opportunity to really grab hold of a character like that. The, the commonality between the two, though, is that ability for the audience. I know for myself, I just felt a ton of empathy yeah. for that character. You know, and so mm-hmm. to do it there, and obviously there's there's a lot, a very complex character, and then to do it again in Nefarious, where mm-hmm. you can feel this, like, contempt for the demonic side, and then there's this, like, a really good guy that just got taken advantage of, you know, beneath all that. So you you project both those through, you know, really, really well. I appreciate it. That's certainly the intention. I hope I hope the audience gets the, the, the same from it. Well, let's, let's jump over to crossover the other skills real quick as we wrap up. You get fourth degree Jujillian, Jiu, Jiu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's a mouthful. Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, th- that, and you teach. That, that is that is real. Like you just didn't, you know, take some classes so that you could look like you do in a role. You're the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there, you don't just like have, have the, have the suit, but you know, you're, you're a writer and also do everything else. I want to talk about the, the film born a champion and maybe we can have our producer Colton here pipe in because it was a movie that I saw and it was like, man, everybody needs to see this. Um, talk about the creation of that and come to that. And we'd like to play the trailer for it as well. Of course. Uh, you know, I wrote that in bed one night in 2007. Um, I was I was looking at a martial arts forum and one of the guys made a post and he said, hey, give us your best made up martial arts story. And so I started writing down a story that that basically was when jujitsu came to America and UFC one was November 11th of 1993. So I was around training dur- during all the formulation of MMA, NHB, the UFC, etc. And I wrote this story that, that which which there's a lot of real world parallels. I changed a couple of names, but, uh, and I wrote it and I really thought it was a viable story. Um, uh, a friend of mine, the producer of Boondock Saints, who I showed it to, and he wanted to set it up at Sony and we were going to do that. And uh, Chris Brinker's his name. He, he ended up dying. I uh, had a heart attack. And so I just kind of sat on it. I never really put it out there for anybody to read and it just kind of went away. And uh, then when I wrote my first novel and it came out in 2015, a lot of people read it and they said, whoa, do you, do you write scripts? And I said, well, I happen to have one script that I think is, would, would, would make a pretty good movie and be bankable. And then we set that stat up and it was, it was called Mickey Kelly. The lead character's name is Mickey Kelly. Um, this tells you about studios. Lionsgate bought it. And uh, they 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 wanted to title it "Born a Champion" because uh, alphabetically, when it comes up on uh, on demand, B. Okay. Born. Okay. Yep. The, the the whole sentence "Born a Champion" 
could not have less parallels to this film. This film is no one is born a champion. Uh, character outclimbs circumstance. Yeah. Uh, wherever you were born, that's not where you will end up. That's the whole thing. And it's called born a champion, which I, which I find completely ironic. The people that bought it <laughs> completely missed, missed the point of the story titling it something. Complete. But, uh, I mean, I'm grateful, you know, they, they, they bought it, they released it. People loved it. I'm incredibly proud of it. Um, and, and I wrote it, you know, from my inner human and martial artist core. And it, it's my love letter to faith, family, fatherhood and the martial arts. I even put a love letter at the end of it. And uh, the, the, the two kids that play my sons at, at different ages, uh-huh. they're both my boys. Um, wow. even the credits, those are both my sons who have been training oh, since wow. they were three years old. So um, in the credits, if you watch through the credits, there's footage of the character training with his son. And that's me and my oldest boy. So th- th- it, that, that movie is something that I'll cherish until the day I die. It, it, well, it was just such a wonderful thing to do with my kids. That is Sometimes and I'll tell you, li- li- good. That, that was their acting debut and retirement in one film. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to end on. You know, for life sure. happens fast, and sometimes things fall through the cracks. I'd love to play the trailer for that, and then just maybe come out and get one last you know comment from you if you, if you have time. But this is just good stuff. So if you're out there complaining, there's nothing good to see, nothing going on. You know, I'd, I'd say uh, uh, the, the Wing of a Prayer. Yep. movie just came out this weekend and mm-hmm. and uh uh you know you had he had him involved in here it's like it all kind of ties together so uh let's play this uh trailer for born a champion how you doing son marina as commanding officer myself i only lost one marine his best friend waited there guarding his body until it could be extracted you ever hear that story before son i always wanted to meet the man that Carried my son off that field. When I got out of the military, all I learned is fighting. But I want you to be different. Nick, what are you doing here, man? Paying some bills. I want to give you all the better stuff. You mind rolling with him? That's Travis Prince, man. He just won Brazilian Nationals. What are you doing here? We got to fight. There is always some theoretical fighter who thinks he can take on the pros. I looked in his eyes. Oh, he's got it. He got sucker punched by Blaine. Everybody's gonna want to see a rematch. My flesh made of metal. Once you clap hands and go, there's no hiding. You about to dance with the devil. That mat is gonna expose every lie and confirm every truth. Right down to the final I need a face out. Wow, Dennis, such Dennis a Quaid. great movie. 
Quaid. My brain was going blank on Dennis Quaid. He's another one that whatever he's doing, I'm like, he's that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just he just we, crushes that. Okay, so we we went to go see that movie, and we were leaving the movie, and we actually ended up calling our son and daughter in love and said, you guys have got to see that movie. It was so good. I don't care what else you're doing. Go see it now, because it was absolutely amazing. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So cool. Okay. So one other thing I got to ask you, I know that you said that was your last thing, but I got to ask you a question as I was learning more about you and kind of just seeing, you know, your past it's okay. I read this. Is this true? It said Flannery won the 1997 Toyota pro celebrity race at the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach as a celebrity driver. Then it says there was a Alfonso Ribeiro rule whereby a celebrity wins. He must be classified as professional. The next time. So he for he was forced in to defend his title as a professional driver under the TGPLB rules. And he won the 1998 race as a professional driver. Is that true? Wow. That is unbelievable. That, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it was it, it was a great time. I, I, I've always been a, a motor ra- racing nut. And, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, the, the kids that got to race go-karts, that was just price prohibitive. I, I didn't have... <laughs> We, I, I didn't grow up with any money. My parents didn't have money. But I'll tell you, I, I was the Bill Gates of families. My family, my mom and dad, my mom and my granddaddy were there for every waking moment of my life. But when I did get an opportunity after I did Young Indy and you start to get a, invited to these celebrity races or golf fit tournaments, and I didn't really do golf tournaments, but when they said there's a celebrity car race, I said, oh, my God, absolutely. Like, Count me in. And yeah, yeah, that was it. Was, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, that Man. Is, I, I, see, it wasn't fair when God started handing out all these. Oh, it is not fair. Not, not to be outdone by you, Sean Patrick Flannery. Uh, you ever make it to Kansas City, and I guarantee I will take you on to some cornhole, yeah. and uh, I will show you what time it is. When you step into my world, uh, okay, then, then you'll have, have something to reckon with there. So, so thankful for your time here. Guys, check out Born to be a Champ. Born a Champion is available everywhere you can stream uh, movies. It's something that the whole family will enjoy. Again, it's action. It's good. It's got a good message. And then Nefarious is out now. If, if Go to the movie theaters. You if have to If you're busy, see it. get tickets for it. Get them on opening weekend. Make sure this thing pops. If you've ever one time in your life moaned and groaned and complained, there's nothing good anymore and there's nothing original and everything, all that stuff. Like If you've ever said anything like that, then you forfeited your right to not buy tickets today to go see this movie because it's the answer to what you're complaining about. It's phenomenal. You're going to walk out thinking everybody in your mind, you want them to go see it as well. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. So go to whoisnefarious.com. At the top there, buy tickets now. When you click on it, it actually brings up your area, tells you where you can get tickets, buy them for sure. You're not going to want to miss it. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a real pleasure. We really appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you very much. God bless. I'm so excited about the Reawaken America event. That's Freedom Train. The Freedom, Freedom Train. <laughs> we got that event coming up here in May. And I we're know excited. it's going to be at the Trump Doral and what a perfect location. It is absolutely beautiful. But we're going to have the cast of crew around President Trump. Yeah. You're going to have Peter Navarro. You're going to have Devin Nunes. You're going to have Ari Trump. You're going to have Laura Trump. You're going to have Clay Clark. These people that surround him, that talk to him regularly, are going to be there. And you're going to have an opportunity to meet them. And we're going to have such a great time. It is May Very the 12th time. and the 13th. And it's not too late. You can still get tickets. All you have to do is text 918 851 
888-888-0102. Text the word flyover and then they'll let you know, hey, this is the next step, but it also gets you a discount when you do that. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a (laughs) handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacy Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day. Yeah.